Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Plot Lines. I'm your host, Connor. And today we're going to be talking about The Rings of Power, the latest episode. Um, and uh, before we get started, please like, share, comment, and subscribe uh, to support what we're doing here at Plot Lines, and um, as well as join our Discord, Discord, which the link is in the description. And also, if you're in need of a rosary, please go to Bishop Sheen Rosaries, also link in the description. Uh, use Plotlines 10 to get 10% off your purchases. And um, so today, Darren's back with me to discuss the, uh, the Rings of Power episode six i believe I came to i'm okay to discuss the rings of power and butcher names yes butcher names <laughs> that's the most important uh that's his most important function actually uh but anyways i i named this episode halbrand is definitely sauron because i think it's the i think it's for mm-hmm. sure that um there's like literally no one else that could possibly be sauron unless gilgalad is sauron and he might be the most, uh, other than that, he might be the most that would, reasonable. That would be the most unsuspecting, for sure. I mean, he does... Well, you don't know how he acts in this show. I mean, I, I, that's true. I think he does, and he does die at the gates of Mordor, like Sauron, so... <laughs> Doesn't he die at Mount Doom, or is that the... Yeah, yeah, like at the, at the big battle at the end of the Second Age. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's just kind of interesting. Um... Well, so this episode is actually the most linear. Linear. I was telling uh, Darren that this might be the most, the easiest of all, um, you know, sort of reviews because, well, because it is really, truly the most linear. The, um, it starts off from the perspective of the Southland people, which is basically Mordor before it's Mordor. And uh, they are in basically helms deep not not helms deep helms deep but they're in helm but they're in a place that looks exactly like helms deep helms deep adjacent yes which is even though it is a elvish um tower it look it looks pretty much like it was designed by the, the um the by, no no it looks like it was designed by men it doesn't look it doesn't look that different Minus Ithel. What? Minus Ithel. That becomes minus Morgul. Oh no, no. This is no, um this is, this is like in Mordor. It's in Mordor. Okay. Yeah. But it's, not, the, but it's not Baradur. The the Sauron's Tower. It might it? actually be. Oh. I didn't think about okay. that, but it might just be Brodo Baradur. That he's just but okay. Anyways, so so Adar, this guy who is, it's revealed that he is one of the first, um, basically he's one of the first uh, orcs, but not really an orc. So he was tortured. He's an elf that was yeah. tortured. By but, Morgoth? Yeah, but he looks like an elf. He just he looks still, like a dark elf. He still looks fair. Yes, exactly. He lo- He just... He looks like a Noldor that's just um, that like he looks like what Celebrimbor should look like, but just kind of a little like greasy and a little um, a little worn down and a little like 
Like he looked like he got burned or something. Like he just like he looks like Jeff Bezos if he had longer hair. <laughs> well, long hair. If he had literally, people were saying it looks like Bezos. Oh, wow. So and it's so it's he this it actually he, might be you know that, that works really well in Tolkien lore since he hates industrialization and all that kind of stuff. So it's like yeah, and um and <laughs> Be- and Bezos orc uh slash elf whatever dark elf. So basically, but the thing is like dark elves aren't necessarily corrupted by the by Mordor, not Mordor by Morgoth. But in this, it's almost as if all dark elves are evil. Well, I think I think a lot of the dark elves are though. I think aren't there the Nandor and the Sylvan elves that don't cross the Misty Mountains. Yeah, but there are some in. Um, but, but there's, there's some, some even further east that never some that made the journey good. even to Mirkwood. There are some that yeah, there's some that are ruled by Thranduil, eventually, and some that are ruled by uh, by uh, Galadriel and Celeborn or Celeborn. But I think I think the Galadriel and Celeborn group are still Nandor, Nandorian. Yeah, but they're still dark elves. No, I, I don't think the Nandorians are dark elves. They just didn't cross the Misty Mountains. <laughs> dark, dark elves are technically anybody who did okay. not see the light of the trees. Okay. Those okay. are the difference between the light elves and the dark elves. There are different light elves, or sorry, okay. and different dark elves. But with, but like, but basically they're trying to treat it like all dark elves are evil, which is so weird because they kind yeah. of. That's such a weird yeah, thing to not. sort of set up. But yeah, so um, so yeah, that's going on with the dark elves. Apparently, are all evil except for there's only one for some reason. And basically, he's liberating. He is liberating the um, the orcs because he be- supposedly believes them to be just as much uh, inheritors of um, of the children of Iluvatar. That makes no sense because they aren't children of the Lubatar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, like, exactly. the, like that. I mean, you got to understand, like, the uh, the creation of the dwarves to understand, like, a Lubatar has to give them the that that's fire. fire. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, I'm just like you, a ser- secret uh, servant of the secret fire. That doesn't make any sense at it all. It does not. It's so ridiculous. Oh. They're like, they're. It, so I can't tell what they're trying to do with orcs because at some points it feels like they're trying to rehabilitate them. And sometimes it's like that they're white slavers. Yeah, that's just they're, they're, those are the two, the like two even, takes within the even, show. Yeah, even in the uh Yeah, even I don't know what to make of that because even in the books there's Orcs are just, they hate everything that's nice. Like they just, anything that is fair, they want to corrupt it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and, it, and they deserve to die. They need, like, it's better for them to be killed. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, because no, they will, even, even in their death rows, they'll try to corrupt what's good. Yeah. There's no question of whether or not like someone should kill them in a battle. Like it's not, there's no right. need for like mercy because. They don't have any, like, um, they are completely corrupted. They're completely. Yeah. That's what makes them such great villains is that you never have to feel sorry for them. 
Yes, exactly. That's why you can. Yeah, that's why it's uh, they're incredibly vindictive and that sort of thing. So, but Adar is trying to rehabilitate them or something. Silly Adar. But he's a dark elf that's also an orc. He calls himself an orc, and then he also is like, "I'm not an orc. I'm an uruk." Like they don't, uh, we don't like that term. So, so I guess there's the urukai. Is he trying to like indicate that he's like the forerunner of the urukai that are going to come out with Saruman in no, the he's just third like, age? Orc is racist, or uruk is okay. What we so, like so it's just more. It's just more of the let's place modern politics onto this mythical, so, fictitious, fantasy world. Sort of, but they've also been using <laughs> the motif that they're white slavers. So weird. So I don't really know what they're going for. It yeah, doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make sense. Anyways, so they march on what is an elvish tower that is basically um, uh, Helm's Deep. And they find that ev- that the doors are open and that all the people have evacuated. Doesn't sound like much of a fight. There isn't a fight. Well, except for suddenly the the black elf or the black elf. He's not a he's not a dark elf. He's probably a light elf, but he's black. That's why. Uh, anyways, Arondir, um, the elf, the lone elf there, basically does a superhero um, takedown of the of Adar and his men by like destroying the tower and having it fall upon them. It's kind of like a Samson kind of thing, like except he's probably not blind. But he also like lights it on fire and that but like I'm confused why it falls. It there's no it like he shoots an arrow of some sort that releases something and then suddenly the whole tower collapses and falls are, upon them. Are we sure this guy isn't Sauron? The the elf? The, the, the elf, because it's like, because it sounds very crafty. It, he's, he just doesn't have a personality. And he's Sarah. not like, he, he's not that good looking. Like, yeah. he's not so you, charm. He's not you expect charm. him to be a little bit more charming. And the yeah. other guy, the other guy is charming. He's really good with the Numenorians that. He's so much better with talking to the Numenorians than Galadriel is, and um, he also is very like he he's like he has like super strength. He like fights other men like he has super strength. Okay, and like he he seems to have like no mercy when he's uh, like actually fighting, and then he also has smithing abilities, which don't make sense from where he came from, or where he says he's come he came from. Yeah. And yeah, that works well definitely, with, the, with the rings of power stuff. Yeah, that definitely, that's definitely important for Sarah. Yeah. So that, so this, that all thing happens, and then outside of the like uh, outside of the fortress, uh, Arondir shows back up, and the lead, the female leader of the group is basically like, uh, you know, we did it, you know, that type of thing. Um, uh, but you just said he did it. Yeah, but <laughs> like woohoo! And then she's like, and then someone asks, "How much time does that buy us?" And she's like, "Not enough." And I'm like, "That is not an answer." 
that tells me absolutely nothing about what's going on. Uh, like, like, yeah, like what? I, I, I like what? Do we know what's coming after? Like, why is it? Why did they even fight here? Yeah, and then they proceed to yeah, like I, if they're they should be all dead, I assume, but apparently not. Uh, in the fortress that fell upon them yeah. and caught fire and all that jazz, so they decide to go back to the town that they had originally left from which has like no defenses or anything and decides to have a last stand there that makes sense why it doesn't i'm being sarcastic hopefully (laughs) but Yeah. yeah no it's just absolutely bizarre uh i i don't understand what's going on uh in their mindset so they then they somehow have enough time to craft a bunch of swords and spears and stuff like that so they basically create weapons in 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 the time that they the time that they're waiting but they don't but they don't actually think about like hey let's strategize about a better defensive position they put put archers on the tops of uh houses i guess and they make one building their like keep where they put all the old people in and then um they sort they eventually light things on fire again Mm-hmm. They, they they love fire i don't know why um and then it and then there's a woman a, oh, like a real woman power moment where where the female leader of the group goes out and like attacks an oncoming orcs to sabotage them of some sort one of the women dies but she survives blah blah blah, blah. you know that sort of thing um but anyways so then, and I mean, during this stuff, we cut back to uh, to the sea where Galadriel, Isildur, Elendil, and Muriel are all sailing to Middle Earth to come to to put Halbrand, who is who is basically Sauron. That's the guy's name. <coughs> he is supposedly a noble. He's basically Aragorn, but for the Southlands. That's what his story is at the moment. Okay. He is a long lost king. I mean, I mean, and, and that kind of makes sense because certainly Sauron makes himself out to be one. Like that's what he wants to claim that he has. Yeah, no, it does. It makes sense. It's more just that that they believe it so easily, and and like and basically he plays hard to get for a good while because Galadriel had been trying to convince him to go back to save his people. But he's like, no, you don't know what I've done. And, uh, uh, you know, if you did, everyone would hate me. Okay. So, yeah, it kind of sounds like that might be our guy, our yeah. culprit. It, it is very much the most Sauron-esque of all of um, the Numenorians. Oh, or sorry, of the characters of the show. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so Isildur meets Galadriel, and he like gets so excited. He's he's he's, you know, he's starry eyed. He's not and like, he, oh my gosh, you come to take my job. Damn it. No, no, he's not that one. That kind of Numenorean. No, he's a he's a good he's, he's a, a good, good Numenorean. He he's he's a one of the tolls, not the heirs. Like the, go to the what? You know, like how 
the Numenorians they they used to put their names in the style of the Eldar, oh, and then they yes. put it in the Norman Numenorian tongue. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And uh, so basically, it's it's pure. It's purely obvious that when they're gone, while the, all the all the people who support the queen are gone, our Farazan, our Farazan is going to take power. Mm-hmm. Like that Which is manifestly obvious. So last episode, you mentioned Ferris on as a chancellor. And last yep. episode, I was like, good for him. Good for Ferris. <laughs> because I was like, I don't remember who that is. Now I remember who Ferris on is. Ferris is a prince. Like he's one of the, like he's in line. Like he usurps the queen to become the king of Numenor. Yeah, he but he's not a, to... But he's not a chancellor. Yeah, he forces her to marry him. That's more disturbing than I... I didn't quite read that part of it. Like, that's even more disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, basically, and, then usur- and then basically usurps her authority. Yeah, because he's the king, right? Yeah, he becomes the... He take, yeah, he takes power and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of uh, the just going on. Um, but... Isildur's really excited, so excited. Uh, and then we talk about Isildur's mother, who apparently drowned. And I just thought about how um, the motto of the Numenorians are the, is the sea is always right. So I guess the sea <laughs> was always right when yeah, the mother was drowned. Yeah, like that seems that seems it seems. Well, I guess you know the thing though is, is like he doesn't really talk about the Numenorians queens like the mothers of some of the, so like i guess it makes sense that if tolkien no, just, talk about it they don't know how to like throw it in there it's like oh i guess she died just the sea is always right things so i know but even 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 with just the numenorians being like sea voyaging people like masters of the sea it seems strange from that perspective too that that she should drown as the way of dying yeah it does i it and like I mean, Elendil's like a captain of the sea. Yeah, so it's like, how did this happen? Yeah, and, and anyways, and and Isildur is basically like, you know, he he kept saying he wanted to go west, which doesn't make any sense because he can't go west, and he keeps well, changing what he wants to do. It could just be a way of like making it sound like he's confused and doesn't know. He's still mm-hmm. trying to figure out his heart. Well, yeah, but like West is the band yeah, West, of the Valar. Yeah, the Valinor, where they're not allowed to go. Yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of bizarre. But anyways, so he's like, I he used in the last episode he was talking about he wanted to go west, and then he decided he wanted to serve Numenor, even though he had a lot of opportunities to, and then failed at all of them. And now he gets to go, and then he says. Oh, I just wanted to leave Numenor because I wanted to get away from it. Because sounds it's like not... they haven't really figured out what that character is supposed to be. Yeah, and he's like, it's not the true Numenor. It's not how it's supposed to be. That yeah, sounds like they're still working that character out, figuring out who well, he's supposed to be. It's weird because we don't get any examples except for that weird speech about making Numenor great again. We don't really get to see why. <laughs> Numenor is bad, like why the people are bad at all. Yeah. Like the people wanted to become immortal. That's why they became bad. They feared death. 
Yeah. We don't get any of that. At this point, the only thing they care about is that one elf might steal their jobs. So I, I want to ask a question. In all of the scenes with Numenor, is the white tree ever talked about or shown? Yes, the white tree actually, um, apparently, which is uh, whenever the leaves fall off, it means the monarch's doing something wrong. I didn't... Which someone was, I heard someone say, it's just fall. Stop listening to the tree. The tree's not <laughs> like a, I mean, the, the tree dying is only if the, the line is dying. It doesn't mean that they're doing something wrong. Right. So basically what happened was Muriel was going to kick Galadriel out of Numenor and not help her at all. And then the leaves started um, coming off. And then she was like, oh, no, I must help. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how okay. that's literally how Muriel ended up where she is now. Okay. Which is bizarre. But anyways, so Muriel is planning her, her, um, con- her arriving... Um, and that sort of thing. Uh, um, Deal's still wearing his boob armor. His his armor just like looks like it's emphasizing his breasts. It's weird. Like it's breast shaped. It's weird. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. The armor looks really odd. It looks really cheap. And it probably is. It looks really plastic. I mean, he does end up getting killed. Yes, but he gets killed by <laughs> Sauron or Sauron. That's true. And I don't. Sure. And that was after uh, Galad or Gilgalad gets like um, burned alive. Is that how he dies? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's terrible. Like he, his he he touches Sauron and Sauron burns him to like he like burns his uh, flesh. That's a tough way to go. Yeah, and so Elendil actually gets it better. Yeah, I would say so. He just gets one, one stroke and you're done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Gilgalad like had a really tough ending. But well, he lived for a really long time. So not not that long. He was he was born into the. I mean, he lived for basically the entire Second Age, and that was kind of it. Yeah. But yeah, so. Now we get back to the forces guard, uh, fighting. And basically, we just have Arondir leading the defense. And then they think they win, but they don't. The orcs come again. But it's not orcs, not just orcs. Their fellow men are also fighting them. And then okay. Bronwyn, the, lead, the, lead, the female leader of the group, uh, gets an arrow into the... Um, basically an arrow straight through her. Yeah. Do you think she dies? Oh, she doesn't die? She does not die. She she gets this brutal arrow wound. Right through her. It goes right through her. It's not, it doesn't like, doesn't go like in her and like, it goes like all the way through. All the way through. So it's like, oh, Basically missed. That's a that's a that's a strong arrow. No, I mean stuck in her. Yeah, it's not even stuck in her. It like goes. No, it is. Her. It's stuck oh, in oh, her. Oh, stuck. It's stuck in her. But like it went through. It went. Oh, but out the other side. 
Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, but still, that's. And, and she's still like just walking around like. No. What that. else you got? <laughs> Arondir <laughs> does surgery. Oh, does he break off both ends and be like, hey, "It's just part of you now." He he does break off both one or breaks off the arrow point end. Yeah, and, and then, then he pulls, pulls it back it. up. Yeah, and then he base then he uses some like he sears the like some metal and then uses that to clear the wound. It's the most disgusting thing ever. Well, it's not just to clear, it's to cauterize it to close it up. Yeah, that's what. Sorry, did yeah. I say clean? I meant yeah. Uh, yeah, closed. you say clear the wound. Yeah, but like all, but wouldn't like you have internal bleeding still? I mean, it it depends on if he hit any vital organs. Okay, you so know, like I mean, if it if it was like right through the shoulder, like you know, there's plenty of like dramas out there today where it's like just make it look good. It's like they just shoot each other in the shoulder, like high in the shoulder, where they can like yeah. still live, but it still looks, but it looks low enough where they could have actually like died from it. Which I'm just like, if they, if you know that, doesn't the enemy know that too? I don't know. Like, yeah, make it a death, but anyway. Anyways, but, but eventually, uh, Adar leads his forces into the keep where they're trying to save her, and um, basically they uh, they um, oh also this whole time I'm rooting for the orcs. <laughs> you're rooting. You're rooting for the orcs to clear out these people. There's literally a duel between a giant orc and the and the and Arondir, the elf, and. It, at different points, it's just him, them punching each other, and it's a giant orc. Yeah, like, and he's like punching, like, and looks like he's got massive power when he does it. No, not really. Arondir is getting his, he's getting destroyed. Oh, he's getting I'm destroyed. Just waiting, I'm just like, take a knife and kill him. He's, you literally have him multiple times, <laughs> but you just throw him away instead of killing him. Like it's ridiculous. I'm just like, come on. So you're you're rooting for the orcs because it seems like they're playing with their dinner, basically. Like it's like well, it's like, like they should roll over them so easily, and it's like I'm come like, on, they were really it's not even annoying, a fight. Like they're really annoying characters. <laughs> also, Adar is searching for the sword that steals people's blood, and, and recon like it's a broken sword, but if it steals your blood, it reconstitutes itself. Seems like a very weird spell. Yes. Also, uh, Arondir tried to destroy it, but he couldn't. Like the Ring of Power. Oh, he tried to destroy the Ring of Power? No, he tried to destroy the sword. Oh. Like like, like they, the Ring of Power. Like, like he took an anvil to it and just like threw him against the wall. What? Well, you know, in the you know, in like the Fellowship of the Ring and the oh. Peter Jackson, like he takes the his mm -hmm. axe to it and the axe breaks and he falls down. It's like it's so powerful. Indeed. So yeah, that's basically what happens. Um, and it he's like, oh, it doesn't work. And then he hides it. Yeah, he, he hides it where no one can find it. And then does he forget too. What does he forget too? It's like, ah, oh, where did I put that thing? I no, he doesn't forget it. <laughs> But he is basically in the um, he he's he's in the last stand area, and basically the the um the lady who leads who he's also like dating kind of thing, uh her her son 
basically, um, what is it? Or it, basically, he threw he they capture everyone and they're like killing them and w- trying to get uh, them to give the sword up, you know. Mm-hmm. And and they're about to threaten to kill the woman Bronwyn, who's basically on the medical table, still like basically dead, anyways. Um, and then basically the kid somehow knows where where the sword is. Like, don't kill my half dead mother. Yeah, and then <laughs> gives the sword away, but but he could not have known where it was. Yeah, like it was an open secret. We all knew. Like I don't, I don't understand it. Like what, what, like where did that come from? I, I don't understand how that happened. But yeah. so it's it's ridiculous, and you sort of see him look to like look at around here as he goes to hide it, but. There's no indication that he actually like follows and the Rondier would let or that him see sees it. where he actually sees it, where he yeah. actually stashes it. Yeah. A- anyways, they hand over the sword and then Numenorians show up, kick butt, and capture Adar. And Halbrand goes uh to kill um Halbrand goes to kill Adar, but Galadriel stops him. Um and then uh, also the like men of Numenor are really like pathetic. They're pathetic human beings. Uh, after the battle, they are they're like oh, one of them's like, oh no, I'm done with fighting now. Like that was enough for a lifetime. It was a skirmish. Oh yeah. He's done with war forever because well, he's. I can see them trying to like really. Yeah, the Numenorians just don't, they're not a people who really want to fight. Like, they're just, but yeah, it's just a weird way to put that in there, though. Well, it doesn't make any sense. They just, they like, we're just learning how to fight, you know? Yeah. We're it's like, so oh, I'm not, I know I'm good at it, but I just don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And then, it, uh, that's weird. And then basically, Isildur's told that he's going to go on and with a company to search something i don't remember what it was necessarily it was it was so important that i don't remember it 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 feels very very unimportant it once we discuss like what happened basically uh so adar is or they get the sword back from adar they catch him before he leaves halbrand almost kills him galadriel stops him from killing him and then um they do an interrogation of some sort. That's where uh, Adar basically tells Gladriel that he's trying to bring, free, just help the orcs live because they're his brothers or whatever. This is just weird. It's like you don't get land of your own. You get to you get to be punished and put under the earth. Yeah, exactly. The, that's their whole thing is they want a land of their own uh, first. That is so weird. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Is this the where where the we're immigrants? Also, then Muriel in, introduces Halbrand to Bronwyn, the lady leader, to um, who's you know totally not Sauron, but totally is Sauron. He introduces her as their new as their lord and their king, and then she sees his like his uh, sigil that's next to it, that's like hanging on him, and like, are you the king that's promised? Like, okay whatever yeah. yeah you know it's a like are you the king that's promised a part of this myth that has not been relayed before in the show or 
Well, okay, so like they've mentioned a king previously, but she has never shown any interest in it. It was only yeah. like it was only the like rebellious characters who did. Oh, okay. Like we, she had no, absolutely no interest prior to this moment. Okay, yeah, that's a little bit weird to have her entered. Like you're like, oh, here we go. Um, but yeah, so a little, a little, uh, just not the not the person to do it. I don't think it doesn't make much sense. Um, She's never really been talking about it before. Yeah. It's like, why are you excited about something you've never, you've literally never talked about before? Yep. And then around here, uh, basically tells the kid not to get too hard on himself um, for giving up the sword and stuff like that. For selling out everybody. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Don't get too hard on yourself. Don't get too hard on yourself. You'll have plenty more opportunity later in life. Yeah, and then hands him the sword and tells him you should give it to the Numenorians to dispose of in the sea. Fantastic. Well, yeah. hey, you know, gives him the second chance, I guess. But why, why give it to him it's, at all? He was just, just like he just hidden it from everyone, and now he's and now he's like, um, I'm going to freely give this up to a totally different group of people that just came onto the sea. That's. That's a and point. hope and hope that they're good people. Oh well, like uh, around here freaks out and so like googly-eyed too that Galadriel is here because he's like the commander of the Northern Armies. That, that so he's 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 very like googly. Uh, it's just about it's it. a little bit weird to see Galadriel as like a commander. Well, she, she the only she has only one expression that she can manage, and it's like. That's it. Yeah. That's her attitude about everything. Yeah, but that doesn't, that's not the Galadriel that's in the books at all. You're helping me. Good, you should. Uh, you're not yeah. helping me. How dare you? Um, yeah. I, you saved me. How dare you? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same the response same to everything. It's like, I, like yeah, an, I an annoying, me. an annoying and begrudging, like, yeah, that's why I'm here. I support you. That's, I could totally kill you. What? Yeah. Like, what, 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 what is going on? Anyways, so in her interrogation, um, her interrogation doesn't really get anything like from it, I don't think. I can't remember if there's anything that special from it. But, uh, but basically, the Numenorians and everyone are having a dinner. They're setting everything up. Um, and, then they, and then the kid opens up the sword, like the sword's covered in something you know like wrapped up or whatever he opens it up and there's no sword of course there is the the sword was given from adar to this other southland man and then they cut to him and he comes to the bottom of a bottom of the fort basically turn put like forms it with his blood and then puts it in and like turns it like it's a key and then, like, and then somehow the tunnels. They so the orcs have been making tunnels or like. Um, Cause that's uh, what orcs do. Yeah, they tunnel. But no, but like, this is for a purpose that like bring that allows like water to flow, and the water flows into Mount Doom. Okay, so for like, 
as like the the setup for like the creation of the ring kind of thing. And then no, and then Mount Doom explodes, and the whole land is covered in like ash. So basically, like creating it like a dead space that we now know that we later know of Mordor. Yep. Okay. Like it just like fire, like like lava just springs over, like falls upon them basically. Okay. I don't know how they're. I, I know they live because it's in the trailer, but yeah, I'm you confused. Yeah, like if if this is supposed to be like a Pompeii, how did they live? Well, they don't know anything, so that's why they live. They don't know how to. Uh, they don't know how to write these things. This isn't, you know, they they just they just want they just know things. They want things to actually happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Nikki says that uh, the volcano is her favorite character. <laughs> I, well, I, well, I agree completely. It's the best character. I want. I like. I was rooting for them all. The like people to to the uh, the elves and the people to die because they're just so bad characters. Like it's just so it irks me because the it's clearly the ob- the obvious choice for them to get like get out of the situation was leave the land yeah like they weren't living a good life anyways it wasn't like it was quality of life the houses were terrible it, it wasn't very special they needed to just leave they didn't have food what were they going to do <laughs> so if anything the volcano saved them it's telling them please leave like get, get out of this land and try something new yeah try anything else and glad oh and while everyone's just like panicking over the fact that this volcano has erupted and coming after them galadriel just stands there and looks like wow look at it go like as the cloud of lava just falls upon them yeah that's just weird sounds either like it's really bad writing or really bad acting or maybe a little bit of both Nikki says that the uh, show needs to start killing characters. Um, agreed. Like, I mean, a bunch of these characters are just their own creations. Also, not to mention, the hobbits aren't in this show, this episode, and neither are um, uh, like Gilgalad, Elrond, or the dwarves. Yeah. Like, this is a completely like uh, Numenor it's just, and it's just the Sapland. Yeah. So that's really the story. That's where it ends on. Okay. Okay. So the rings have not been created yet. Of course not. Okay. So see, this is where it gets really weird because this has the timeline is way off. (laughs) Way off. Because in the second age, so in the second age, Sauron starts building the tower of Barad-dur in 1000 of the second age. So the second age lasts for 3,400 years, roundabouts. And the 1000s here, he starts building Baradur. Sometime between that and, and 1500, he goes to the Eregion area, Aragon area, or Eregion? Yeah, Holly. Uh, what is it? Holly? Uh, uh, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
and he he goes into that area to keep teach the elves like his crafting and like all that kind of stuff and he gets he gets in with the smiths smith well that's a that's a long time ago that yeah that that's happened. a long time ago and convinces them that hey like we're here like we're here to make this middle earth beautiful and i can help you and we'll we'll, we'll do this together and that's when they create the rings is in about 1500 and then Kella Brimdor makes the elven rings a hundred years later by himself. But when Sauron puts on the ring, all the elves realize it. So by 1600, Baradur is, is built. And then, but, and it's infused with the power of the ring by that time, because at the end, when they, when they finally defeat him, they can't actually clear out the foundations because the ring isn't destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Isildur can't be alive right now because, because, uh, what I forget, Ferreton, hmm? like Ferrazon, he yeah. doesn't, he's not even born until 3118. Well, the yeah. Second. They, they have totally, uh, like sped up the timeline completely. Well, they sped up the timeline in some pieces and in other pieces, they like, Forgot that things even happened. It's like, oh, well, we're still waiting for him. Well, okay, they sped up to. They sped up only. The only thing they sped up was just to the fall the, of Numenor. Yeah, to their that cast of characters. But, but at this point, all the rings should be created. I know. I'm saying that's, like, that's the only thing crazy. they sped up. Everything else is happening at the same speed. Well, or uh, sorry, not same speed. With way uh, slower. Yeah, everything. Sorry, everything's happening at a slow speed. That actually, that's it. Except just, Numenor. Yeah, except for Numenor. Numenor is happening, like, in well, yeah, everything's condensed there. Yeah, like, um, it's just like they're gonna have they're gonna have Numenor fall into the ocean before the rings are even made at this. At this well, what they should have done was they should have had they they should have just done the rings of power part, like the creation of them. Uh, and then have the Numenorians come in at, at to in, during the war of um, Sauron and the elves. Well, well, Just here's have, another... have them as like um, what's the word um, like uh, guest appearances kind of thing. Is the is the Ergian Ergian? I told you I was here to butcher names. Is that area still intact? Celebrimbor, yeah, is the lord at the moment. Okay, see that. See, okay, see. They're building a tower. They're sorry. They're building a forge. Yeah, but see, like if if Numenor is where they're at, like that should Sauron should have already made war on that area. The Numenorians would have already like helped Gilgalad defeat them at Linden and push them back, so that he went back to Mordor to lick his wounds and then try to figure out what else he was going to do because he was already overexposed to the elves and the elves hid their rings and now he can't find them. Yep. Well, I mean, I, it, I mean, it, I don't know. Like it, it would make more sense with the show if like, if everything is like deteriorating in part because the elves ha have not been able to use their rings for so Well, long. actually, Things are deteriorating. They are right, but like, but they're deteriorating for the stupidest reason ever. 
because right. they don't have the because they're running out of the juices of seeing the uh, the trees, the silver silver reels, the light of no, the trees, the light of the trees. Yeah, even though but the light of the trees was put into the sun and the moon. That's the remaining light. It's a good point. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> and I, and I and a little star, which is also where Frodo gets his uh, file light from. Well. Yeah, I, I don't actually think it's like literally from that. I think they name it that. I don't think it's actually the Lindell Star. I don't think the like uh the vial is actually like made of Elendil Star. I think it's no, that it's the Galadriel says it it contains the light of it. Oh, but it's the mirror, isn't it? Or the yeah, um, it's like the like it's but it but it helps sh- share the light sure. of Elendil Star. It's not necessarily the light of a lindel star because yeah. that would be the light of the of the two trees the trees yeah yeah which is light of the moon and the sun. <laughs> right which which would basically make the file like another simmerill mm-hmm. yeah that's uh i didn't think about that yeah they're already being kept alive of course by the light of the two trees it's just in the sun and the moon right and of course there's a uh there is a uh last battle myth that's in the uh, yeah. like prophecy. That doesn't mm-hmm. really. Is that even talked about at all? Like, oh, this could be the last battle. Okay, no. I mean, it's no. not really well developed in the books or anything either. No, yeah, no, they're not no. doing that. Uh, okay. That storyline. I don't. I'm still slightly confused on what storyline they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like they've kind of figured it out yet. They're not doing the rings because they're doing Mithril. Yeah, myth- with so- the elves. Yeah, so I just read the Fellowship of the Ring this past week mm-hmm. again, and like when they're in the mines of Moria, like Gandalf is telling them the story. It's like this is the only place where Mithril can be mined. Yeah, that's like, where it's, they're. It's Moria. It's Moria silver. It's true silver. It's what? It's true silver. It's Moria silver or Mithril to the elves. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's not it has nothing to do with the Silmaril. Right. It's because also like they don't understand that Owl like created the minerals. Yeah. Like he, he so Mithril was made by Owl when the earth was created. Right. And then he so, created the dwarves in order to have some creature that he could teach and share his his knowledge with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very much they just don't understand sort of the setup of this world. And that's very infuriating, but it's, you know, that's kind of the, the gist of the situation. Well, I mean, the way that they're treating the orcs and everything, that it's one of those things to like, I mentioned to you before we came on the show, like the, the, the kind of story with Galadriel and why she left the Valinar and how she's kind of related with Sauron in, in a sense, right? Yeah, so like, I mean, she's definitely trying to overcome her and Sauron have or uh, have something in common insofar as their unwillingness to repent at the moment. Right. So, so at the end of the first age, when Sauron, when when uh, his Morgoth was defeated, and Sauron came to Eonwe and said, "Hey, I want to be forgiven too." And he says, well, I can't forgive you. You got to go back to the Valar and receive your punishment. You got to go back and ask them for forgiveness. 
and then he just retreats. And so it's there's a some indication in the in the myths of it, the tale that like after about a thousand years, the reason why he resurfaces after a thousand years in the second age is because he starts thinking, oh, the Valar forgot about Middle Earth again. Here's my opportunity to like make it my own land and to shape it into my own, which is a little bit what Galadriel, that was her mind of why she left the left the Valinar, like the lands of the West, is because she she felt like she learned everything she could from the Valar and she wanted to strike out and and see what she could really create in the world and make mm-hmm. and and to beautify of her own accord. Yeah. She wanted to rule a kingdom of her own. Right. And one of the reasons why she she actually is kind of like banished from going back west is because in the manner that she left, she left around the same time of Finor mm-hmm. when he was basically doing everything. And she knew like at that point, Manway wasn't going to give her leave to, to go. And so she yeah. went without permission. And then, and then at the end of the first stage, she, she chose to continue going east into Middle Earth instead of returning west. west. Yes. She rejected that offer. Mm-hmm. She definitely has a drive for something yeah. more. Right. It's just not like she has a life in the in the in the real story. Like she's she's building a life for herself. Like elves still value. Like she may have this desire that sort of Sauron does too, but she also has the desires that the elves have which are good are good family life well which is to which is to help kind of um create more of an everlasting kind of create more permanence like that's one of the things that's one of the things that is different from the rings of the elves that are different from the other rings the the rings that were given to the dwarves and men like Sauron couldn't corrupt the dwarves. The dwarves were too hardy. Like you could never control them. But the ring still corrupted them because they gave them this lust for gold that mm-hmm. they couldn't. And so they dug too deep and they built their their gold mountains too high and the dragons ate them uh, and consumed them in fire. Um, whereas the the men, like, yeah, they got greedy and they got power and, and wealth and they got prestige. And eventually it just got it got to be too much for them. With the elves, though, their whole purpose with the rings was not about gaining anything. It was about preserving the good and about helping bring more of that about, about mm-hmm. healing and preserving. And so it's just a very different, it strikes a very different vein compared to what Suron was trying and intending on. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely just a, um, I mean, they're opposites in a lot of ways, but it also makes sense why they would be enemies. Yeah, no, um, it does. Yeah. Now, uh, any... Uh, I'm trying to think. Is there anything that stood out to you from what I've... Anything else that I've stood out that stood out to you? I mean, I, the late... Hmm? The land of Mordor, just, I mean, I've always been a little bit confused as to the history of the land of Mordor. It always just seems a little bit odd. I do like how, I do like how they are kind of seeming to tie that out into 
making it a desolate land. Yeah. But but the timeline is just so far off that it, it still makes little sense. It's like it's way later than it needs to be. Well, I don't know when. From the Numenorean standpoint. I don't know when it was corrupted land-wise. Well, it was, well, again, Sauron was building his tower of Barad-dûr starting in 1000, and he finished it in 1600. Mm-hmm. So at least by 1600, he had already kind of built his tower. And he and then he and then he waged a full on war in the Eregan er, mm-hmm. area against them until the Numenorians came and started fighting against them and helped Gilgalad fight him back. And then he allowed himself to be captured by the Numenorians, um, which which is said to be their fatal mistake of capturing him instead of dealing with him. Because then he was able to slowly corrupt the minds of the men and convince them to eventually set fire and destroy Nimloth, the white tree of Numenor, and uh, convince them that they should, uh, that the gods were not, like the, the Valar were not really their friends, that they were against them, and that they should sell west. And so he slowly kind of creates a, a a pseudo religion in a sense. A well just a satanic religion. Yeah. Um don't but don't you think it would have been easier for him or easy sorry easy for easier for the showrunners to start with the elves and Sauron's like making forging of the rings of power um where basically well, it's mostly elves so you can cast them and then you it doesn't matter that they don't age. I think and it then, would have been. I think it would have been better to start with Sauron kind of coming to coming to like the 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 elves to like teach them the craft a little bit of like kind of almost in the midst of that collaboration where you still couldn't understand what's going on, mm-hmm. but like and then and then start having like the Numenorians starting to like enter into the picture of like they're finally being able to see like starting to sail wet east and starting mm-hmm. to land and all that kind of stuff because that's that really is what brings Numenor into the Middle East is Sauron fighting against the elves. I just think it's funny you said the Middle East. Middle Earth, Middle East. It's you know similar similar ideas. Into the Middle East. <laughs> is are the uh, Numenorians basically um United States in this situation? I don't know. I think I think the I think the New Orleans are supposed to be like the lost island of Atlantis from the oh, yeah, definitely. mythical standpoint. Right? I'm not saying Tolkien story, I'm saying in your story <laughs> where they go into the I'm Middle just, East. I, I I had the middle part and you I couldn't did. figure out that I couldn't figure and out. It is I knew, <laughs> and it starts with an E, so there we go. Yeah, it it's an it was an easy slip of the tongue, yeah. Yeah. Um you're forgiven, don't worry. Um but yeah, no, but that's what I was saying. So like New Norian's having guests um sort of um moments. Uh yeah. yeah, well and then and then the the rings of men and and dwarves are arguably made before the rings of elves. Like mm-hmm. uh Celebrimdor actually makes the rings of elves in secret, like away from Sauron after he's learned his lore 
because he because he has a whole different idea concept for him is to like preserve like that more of an elvish idea for him versus what he is wanting to do. Interesting. Bath time says that uh, that the Numenorians uh, um, were in or were sort of Egyptian in concept by going Tolkien. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I haven't heard that before. Have you heard that, Darren? I have not. I mean, but I could see it sort of in so far as... I haven't read a whole lot of this yet either. <laughs> I could see it in so far as the way they're, uh, they're set up, um, in so far as they're sort of giving people... Um, they're giving, they give people the ability to farm and stuff like that. So, um, well, well, I mean, no, I don't, I mean, the, I three, so. the three rings were of, or were made by the elves for the yeah. elves. And they were With, made in 1595. It's, it's assumed that the, the 16 rings were made a full, almost like in 1500. I believe he did mean to give the, to the dwarves. Like he meant to give yep. them. He gave he to, meant the to give them to the dwarves and men. That's interesting. That. Also, they haven't really done anything with the ring rates. Like I would love to. See, like they should have. Like I thought Halbrand originally was going to be maybe a ring wraith. Yeah. Maybe the witch king or something like that. But they yeah. haven't done anything with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the. Uh... Yeah. The there's the. Uh... Yeah, the the witch king of Angmar, like there's a whole story right there too of like how even how he even comes about the ring is kind of an interesting a little bit of a side because he doesn't act, he's not actually given a ring. He basically takes it. And he's already corru- he's already corrupted. So Where where's that story? I'm not even I can't remember where I read it. I think it might have been in this or or somewhere else. But Ooh. it's at time, I mean, Bronwyn, I don't think any of the uh, rings were given to women. I don't think any of the, uh, um, I don't think they would, I mean, I guess this show could be really different in that, but uh, she doesn't seem to fit any of the definitions for what the Nazgul were. They were, they were kings or source or like sorcerers. Powerful sorcerers, yeah. Um, or what else? I feel like there's something else. No, they're really just kings and sorcerers. I oh, don't kings think and sorcerers. Yeah. So I'm not. Which really king sure. of Ingmar is the only one that I can think of as being a sorcerer? Unless, unless she marries like uh, yeah, thir- three for uh, yeah, three of them were from Numenor. One of them was an Easterling. I think that's right uh, about the uh, lords of Numenor. But or or it might just be men and or sorry Western men, but I, I guess that would make sense that it would be Numenorians. But it's probably Black Numenorians, not Numenorians, Numenorians, which would have come about later. But they haven't set up any colonies yet in this show, so it doesn't make any sense to have Black. The Numenorians haven't set up any cal- communities yet. Nope. See, okay, now the show <laughs> is really making me mad because, like, they you like, haven't even seen it. This is, I know. It's I like, love the 
but it's I like that I can make you mad and uh, but it's like by the too. time affair is on like they like that's part of the reason why they sell east to middle earth that's part of the reason why they because they already have communities there they're like we're going to go ahead and just take off and just go to middle earth then and like because it's like but they're but they're supposed to be like um this really powerful like shipping like sea oh yeah colony. they only have like they only have like eight ships oh, and two of them got blown up by wine on fire but they're supposed to be this powerful sea colony and like they're supposed to like i mean that's actually that's actually part of their story too is that they actually that's how some of the men actually turn away and and serve sauron is because they almost take advantage of that their strength and kind of put some of the the weaker men in middle earth to their service yeah which, after, and which lead Egyptian, which lead to sauron being able to to manipulate and and twist them into a service and before that they did give the them the ability they like helped them to farm and stuff like that so they were helpful originally right and you and which makes it makes sense if with the egyptian connection at least that's yeah. what i can see egyptian connection well the, also the fact that they're i mean the egyptians were kind of the before the phoenicians were kind of like the king of the mediterranean as well mm -hmm. yeah no it it makes sense if that's if sort of that's the sort of general um in some or some of the inspiration at least yeah but yeah so uh, but Farazan, the reason he's supporting this visit, um, um, yeah, no, I get why they compress the time. I just think there's an easy reason, an actual easy way out if they just focus on the elves at the beginning and introduce the Numenorians slowly. Yeah, that that's an e and because I, I wouldn't even be concerned about the time suppression if it wasn't for the fact that that nothing has happened correctly. well or or that they haven't that they they've only compressed one particular aspect of the story <laughs> yeah right? like well, like if they just like if it was like hey all the rings were kind of there and now it's becoming this political pitch political battle of who's going to get a ring and all that kind of stuff because there could have definitely been some of that going on that would have been really cool actually yeah to see sort of battles over the ring and stuff like that and like yeah i mean before the before they died before before they, before they died ring. before they became ring race before that like it they, i mean it could have been but it's wizards, like wizards or not wizards sorcerers you know going but, head. but i mean farazan is the one farazan and you know alindal and a sildor are like the well-known but based the way they're they're butchering almost every other character in here, like I would, I I don't know why they would want to like create a whole new cast instead of trying to like take piecemeal some characters that are supposed to be known for their stout heartedness. Yeah, no, I mean they're just trying. They could have made it. It would take too much creativity to make characters out of thin air that are compelling or that have an interesting story. They that's why you want the Southlanders that. to die with the volcano, huh? Well, that's because they, <laughs> yeah, that's because they're terrible at creating them. They're creating these characters. They're really boring. The the the, the uh, characters that they're taking from Tolkien are still really boring too. So, like, or really like just pig-headed. Yeah. Like they're just jerks. They're just manipulative. I mean, basically the the sort of the. Um, basically 
the message of the show is that you have to go into the darkness to um, to um, basically to do good first. Sometimes you have to go into the darkness to to come to into do, the light, yeah. it, which is which is which is completely antithetical to the whole uh, setup of Tolkien's world, mm-hmm. which is like that that getting that uh, that you can be that you can be corrupted by trying to do put too many things right that aren't yours to put in order kind of thing. Like trying to, trying to have, having too much of this vainglorious kind of attitude of pride of thinking that you're, that you, that everything tends on you can like corrupt you and, and take you over to the dark. Yeah. Also, they literally just make like, um, I don't know. It, it just doesn't make sense what they're trying to do with the second age. Uh, though I do actually think sounds like the cool. second age is about to end. <laughs> yeah, it's unclear. I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's so weird because um, so Galadriel was in like uh, Numenor for like three days at one point, and they had like almost built the tower in uh in uh Aridian in three days. Well, well I, like, I mean, the elves are very industrious. Well, the dwarves were the ones doing it. Uh, well, the dwarves are very industrious, too. But in three days? It took three, three days. days? Three days, that's insane. No, but, like, to travel. Like, travel. It's oh, like, to travel out of Moria. No, and, it, took, it took three days for Elrond to go to Regian, to then go to uh, Moria, to convince uh, Durin to... Uh, to allow them to like get his get their help and then it and and then again he went back and then came back again and three days and it was still almost built wow yeah that's yeah that land is not that small <sighs> yeah <laughs> also the the like elvish kingdoms look terrible in this show they just well, i look... mean they're still pretty young no, no, I mean they look fake. Oh, they're just they just look really like, like bad CGI. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. They don't look it's like, like the 60 million an episode, but we couldn't afford good CGI. Like, okay, what do you think of when you think of an elvish city? Cause I get like for whatever reason they think that it needs to be like all trees. I mean, I get literally that- just Thranduil's realm. That's Thranduil's realm. Actually, no, that's not even because he lives in stone. It's just Lothlorien that's like that. Lothlorien. Well, in the in the Merkward, both the both the the Merkward elves and no, Lothlorien. No, they live in in a stone fortress. They live oh, under. Okay. Like they live in caves. Yeah, I mean, there, there's kind of nature. I don't know. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like just a much larger, uh, almost like a much larger estate of Pembroke. You know, like the like it's just from you know Darby's estate and Pride and Prejudice. It's like it's just kind of more imbued with nature. It's just kind of like it grows out of, but like it's still. I mean, it's still, still a lot a of stone and like yeah, it's still like yeah built up. I mean, the Tyrion is an elvish city, and Minas Tirith is based on well, the so the city Gondolin is based on 
Tyrion. Yeah, Gondolin. And then the Gondolin is like a a super like is is supposed to be like one of the most amazing cities ever built. And then the and then the um and then the city and then the Numenorean city is also based on the cap the capital city in Numenor is also based on Gondolin. And then and then Minas Tirith is based on Gondolin. So and this is a Noldorian city. Like Mithlund in um Oh yeah. is a city. It's not just forest areas. Yeah. With like like I don't I don't think that it doesn't make any sense. I get that there should be it should be beautiful, but it should be beautiful not insofar as just nature, but also in stone. I mean the Noldor uh and the elves were very good at these sort of things. Like um the Sindar made caves the yeah. noldor built fortresses and uh and castles but this is basically like they're just walking in trees and that's it yeah i it, it just kind of sounds from based on your description it just kind of sounds like there's nobody with any kind of creativity like it's just they're just trying to throw something up to make money but they haven't even really thought about writing or being creative yeah, they made basically Lothlorien, but not even any. But with <laughs> but with no in, no with interesting like they're not walking on top of they're not like in the trees. They're not they're on not any like, flats or anything. No, it's, it's just no, it's just like trees are around them. There's and they're some, walking like, on the. And there's like around. some insides, but it's most, but it's like really small. Yeah, like it looks like sets. Like it just looks like sets. It yeah. doesn't look like city or anything. That's frustrating. Yeah, it's just kind of bizarre that way. But, but yeah. Um. Uh, it seems to me that again they're gonna get back maybe because there's only like what what are we on? We're on episode uh six six. Yeah. So there's eight, I believe. So two more episodes. Maybe they're gonna get back at the end of this little excursion and find Farazon's taken over. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Really or maybe know like that. at the end of this, that somebody's actually gonna forge a ring. Yeah. Maybe. Are they building up to that at all? Like, given a show called Rings of Power, it seems to be lacking rings. <laughs> <laughs> For. For a show called Rings of Power, where are the rings? Yeah, yeah, they call um, more Quendi. That is the Dark Elves, right? Uh, I have no idea. I think Calaquendi and more Quendi. Yeah, I think more Quendi is Dark Elves. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense that um, Adar is a. I mean. Yeah, elves in know. darkness. He should yeah. either be an orc or should be or he should be a elf. Those are the two options. He can't be this hybrid. The hybrids don't exist. Yeah. It, it's um he's either fully corrupted or he's not corrupted at all. Yeah. In insofar, I mean he could be he could be evil as an elf, but he couldn't he can't be corrupted like into a different uh kind of being. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not I. We we discussed that uh bath time that 
Morquandy aren't aren't specifically evil. There have been evil ones. Yeah. There is an evil one in the Silmarillion, but they're not specifically evil. I, the Averin, Sindarian, and Nandorian elves, and I yeah, don't they, know that I don't know that there's been a time when I really encountered the Averian, Averin heirs. Oh yeah, no, those are the ones that are like be like beyond Markwood. They're okay. East of Markwood. Okay. Okay. They're, so they're just yeah. They're kind of not even um mentioned the nandorians are the ones that went down the anduin and lived at lived um uh in dal near dal amaroth yeah well yeah yeah they're the uh lothlorian elves well some of them are but they also yeah. uh they also came a lot of the well so a lot of lothlorian is sindar as well and some noldor they're yeah they're a mix a lot yeah. of them well so are um so are the so are the Mirkwood elves because they because their Andrew is a Sindar and then the rest are um what's the other one? Nandoria? No, Ivari? No, there's another one. Noldor? No, there's some there's uh Sylvan. 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 Oh Sylvan, yeah, Sylvan elves. That's right. Yeah, so there's a, a, a decent number of variety. But where, where are we going with that? What was I talking about? The Morquinde? No, before that. What was I talking about before that? I'm having trouble thinking myself. Yeah. I know you're talking about there's a gap there between talking about how the elf sets are uninspired. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely uninspired. They they literally just like terrible sets. Yeah, the they did get the or how the orcs came about um, decent, um, but they also yeah they don't understand what evil. Um, yeah. yeah, it's secret fire, not it's not sacred fire, uh, but but yeah no that was so weird mentioning the. Uh, mentioning the secret fire and basically uh, saying saying that they have allegiance to it. Yeah, but they're orcs. Yeah, it's just. And then going and killing everyone. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it's absolutely bonkers. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anything else on your mind about it? Um, not really. Based on what I've set up for you, predictions, any predictions? I think it sounds like it sounds like the king that has come back to Mordor area is probably going to start establishing himself there. And that's probably going to be kind of set up to set up Sauron. Wait, but and like, I, they just got doused with lava. How, I, what are they? I know, but like, I, I don't know. How are, like, they, how are they going to do that? Is Halbrand going to, I, it would be cool if he disappeared and no one knew what happened to him. And then we pick up with him with like Kelebrimbor. Yeah. But like, 
he's got to teach Calabrimbor how to make the rings, though. Well, yeah, and like that's the crazy thing. Is so like, so it's like hey, those two got to meet up at some point in the show and to say Calabrimbor has hey. got to decide that he's not going to use Mithril or something, and then he's got to make rings instead. Yeah, like he wants to make he wants to like get enough Mithril to keep everyone alive for some reason. Because yeah. they're because the elves are all dying. Yeah, also, not to mention, so did I tell you just a weird part of the myth? Like it's did just I, did I tell you that Gilgalad sent so basically the setup of the whole show was uh Galadriel says Sauron is uh coming back. He's not he's still out there, he's gonna come back and take over. Right. Gilgalad says no, that's not what's happening, and then ships her off to the undying lands. And then she um, jumps ship last minute, and then she ends up in Numenor. And then, like recent, like the last episode, Golgad admits that he's like darkness is coming, and that he knew that beforehand, and that he sent Galadriel away because they wanted to st- stop war, and that war was going to create the dark that was going to facilitate the darkness. They but why? Had. But Galadriel. You can't sell, she can't sell west into the undying lands at that point. Like she, like, uh, it sounds like these people haven't read the book or don't understand the fan, like the, the concept of, of what Tolkien was trying to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, it just. I still think the sword being a key is weird. It was weird. And I don't, I, I want that explained where the heck that sword came from that took people's blood it you know it's just i don't know it's one of those newfangled i don't there's there's a even when uh c.s lewis's prince caspian not prince caspian but voyage of the don treader mm-hmm. there in the movie there was a thing about like the the shadow like the fog that takes yeah, people just... and it's like this was not in the book Mm-hmm. And it's not even like it, it's not even like it's a pagan concept. Like it's not even like it's it's not it's like it's not even a Christian just, idea. Like it's yeah, clearly would not have been something that Lewis put in. And it, I don't know. Some of this stuff has to be stuff that they're just like, let's throw in this other myth. <laughs> it's let's just throw in these other pagan ideas into Tolkien's Christianized worldview. Also, not to mention, like I thought the. I thought Adar was trying to like he also he says he killed Sauron. He tells Galadriel that he killed Sauron. Yeah, that's good. You killed a you killed a Maya that can't be killed. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you don't believe me that I killed Sauron. And and Galadriel's like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, because you don't understand what he is if you think you killed him. <laughs> yeah, like it, like I don't know what's going like what's like happened to this guy, but like he he's out of touch. He yeah. is like he's like Biden. Well, it sounds like the rest of the writing room that doesn't understand what the heck the whole story is about. I know, but he's he's like the <laughs> I know, evil I know leader. That, he's like the evil leader that doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's like ah, I'm doing all this stuff, and it's like, are you? Like why? And he's like, oh, I, I killed the evil people. I had, yeah. I had done it. I am liberating yeah. my people. Is, is it going to come out that he's wearing a ring and being controlled by Sauron? 
No, well, he's like, like you, someone, because he, someone, you know, like because he's such a good patsy. Like he's just someone like, tells oh. him that he's Sauron. Someone's like, you are Sauron, right? And then he's like, no. And then he makes them kill each other for mentioning Sauron. It's just weird. Also, oh, all the orcs are imprisoned. They're not killed when the Numenorians show up. They like they imprison them. You'd yep. never, you'd never imprison an orc. You just kill him. Exactly. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Also, Adar, I think, escaped as well in all the on all the mess. So, maybe I know, maybe Adar is sorry. I don't think so. He's not. I don't know. I would assume they would keep the good-looking part, especially in Hollywood. Right. You would like, assume. Well, that's because you would assume, knew. but but look at how much they sped up everything. Like technically, it's like by the time that he brings his because when Numenor falls into the sea, right, he loses his capacity to like take on a um shape. A fair like if they yeah, fair complexion. Like so, like if they sped this up too far, that story, he could they could be claiming, well, he lost his that capability to too. Yeah, but then he wouldn't be able to, uh, like, even show up as like a human. Or yeah, like that's true. That's true. All. He'd be he'd be too hideous to look at. Or he'd look like, you know, his like um, he'd look like a he'd look like what he does in the Lord of the Rings when he when he fights them, like yeah. in his all metal and stuff like that. But yeah. <laughs> Bed, uh, bath time says I think Galadriel is more likely to be Sauron than Adar she's off the hook in this episode yeah, yeah. she's she kind of bonkers yeah she, she's just ridiculous she just she doesn't care about anybody else also she like hangs off a horse like side like like sideways like to dodge stuff she like she oh. like She's like hanging off the horse. So she's doing like matrix kind of moves to like mm-hmm. dodge stuff in war on a horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's weird. Also, apparently, if Numenor Numenorians and their horses, apparently they're Rohirrim, apparently. They uh the the horses know the feelings of their riders. Okay, so that sounds <laughs> after one ride. Right, and that sounds that sounds more like the mythology that comes from the uh, what is that book series about dragons? Like I can't remember. Like it just that sounds like they're taking. Dragon? What's that? How to train a dragon or how to train? Oh a dragon? no no, it's um. Oh, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about then. Yeah, well, Legolas did a did too much of that in the Hobbit, but in uh, too much. No, of the the, the, air, the inheritance cycle, the air like Aragon. By, oh, yeah, like that, I've never read it either. I know my sister has, but like I, but but the they tried coming out with a movie series of it. They only got through one movie, but that's the whole deal with like, but that's the whole like dragon stuff. But like that's kind of the dragon mythology that the dragon and the dragon rider become one, right? And that they can feel like the dragon can feel everything that the rider feels. And that if the rider dies, the dragon dies. But if the dragon dies, the rider can live on. Like that, 
like that kind of sounds like that's what they're like yeah putting up with these horses like they're getting they're getting the mythology between different ideas and books mixed into here well they're like also trying to have like uh they have ellen deal speak elvish to the horse to calm it down just like aragorn does in the movies yeah like they're just they're trying to take those pieces and like they're like my least criticisms well but like father and son have a weird moment like that seems out of context out of place in this show they have like a whole emotional moment where basically where there's some oh um also his mother Elisildur's mother knew how to speak elvish and that's how um and that's how Ellen Deal knows elvish which doesn't make sense cuz he would have learned it from his father right well uh, yeah. it with well, a stupid thing about all of that is that if they're Numenorians they probably spoke a little bit of the eldar or elvish anyway just because of the fact of the the close relationship that they had with them well, yeah, but if you're like, but if you're at this time period that Ellen Deal and um, his father was around, Emmanuel Deal, Emmanuel Deal, um, it would have been strained, but would have been it wouldn't have been necessarily on on her. No, but it wouldn't be the mother; it'd be the father who would be teaching this because yeah. because he's the one that's descendant of the lord. He's a, he's the lord of Andune. Yeah, I mean, Ellen Deal is just a captain in this show for no apparent reason. Like he has no purpose out like Farazan's the chancellor, Ellen Deal's the captain. Um and uh and uh, Muriel but a is, captain that's gonna become king. Yeah, and, and Muriel is uh is just like he's not lord, like he's not even lord Ellen Deal. Like because Aragorn is Lord Aragorn in the books, you know, and in the movies, he's not just cap he's not a captain. Right. Um Boromir is a captain, and he's a stu- would be he's the heir to the steward, but right. that's not really an important role. Uh, it's well, the it son is of when the there's steward. no king. Well, the son of the steward's not that important. That's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. Like the steward himself is an important role, but it's not as much of an important role in sort of. Um, it's like a um, regent. Their son is not that important. Yeah, their son is not going to be king. Right. Anyways, but Muriel is a regent. Did we discuss this? No. Her her father's alive. And there was a revolution uh prior to Gladriel getting to onto the um there was a revolution because he because Tar Palantir, her father, tried to bring um tried to restore Numenor to its proper um right. That's why he else. that's why he's called Tol. Palatar because he's taken the more Eldar yeah. name, right? Well, even Muriel still has her uh, uh, El- um, elf customs, Eldar customs. Yeah, she's Tar Muriel. Or she's just Muriel. Muriel is an elvish name. Yeah. So, and uh, so Farazan doesn't have his. Um, but it's, but it's Air Farazan. No, I know, but he's not our Farazan at the moment. Um, but anyways, no. So Palantir is alive and like like senile in or like or just kind of like like a, decrepit in the tower after okay. after rebellion against him. 
Okay. And Muriel was like made regent in his stead. Kind of like the Bruce's father in Braveheart. I've never seen Braveheart actually. <laughs> but yeah, so isn't that crazy too that Palant that Tar Palantir is still alive? I mean, I don't I don't see the point of keeping him still alive if he's senile and has no impact on the plot. Well, he just has, he gets to say um, he says a few things. Okay. Yeah, that are somewhat consequential to Muriel. Yeah. <laughs> Season one is a prologue. Right. Make yeah, make Numenor great again. Um, just so you guys know, I've you know I've done a whole, or we've done uh, six ep- uh, six episodes on this show. So the link is in the description to the playlist if you guys want to watch uh the old episodes if you haven't got to that. Yeah, the scale of the battle was terrible. Um, like a billion dollars for eight episodes, and basically the battle is like three ships worth of with three ships worth of Numenorians and um, a some orcs, some men, and that's it. Yeah. Wow. A billion dollars for eight episodes. Yeah. You'd it's, think they'd get some well-known actors for that. That too. The only well-known actor, and he's not really that well-known, but is uh uh, Kel Brimbor is the only like character, uh, actor that's been in other TV shows. Yeah, that's crazy. But he's not even he's not like a movie actor. He's a he's another TV actor. TV actor, right? He but like as a supporting role always, like as a like like he's a supporting character in the in all his shows that he's in. All the other ones are like young or unknown. Except for, um, I know Muriel's actress. I've seen her in CW shows. Which is kind of pathetic. <laughs> like, just, CW is pretty pathetic. So Teenage, teenage drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well, not... su- su- she's in the superhero shows. Oh. But still, it's, you know, they're drama. They, they're all about the drama in those shows, too. I know, that's... But she was not bad in those, but she just she like she doesn't do much in the show. No, but at, people don't do much in the show. Like eat like six episodes, and I still don't think people have done that much. Yeah. Like yeah. the plot just happens to them. Yeah, it doesn't really sound like there's anything driving the show other than the fact that, like, hey, we gave you a script and we're paying you really good money. And Galadriel says stuff. Yeah. She can't back up, but she says stuff. Uh, I probably will not be watching. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't convinced me to watch yet. Well, I, uh, yeah. That will, be, that will be the thing for, to see in future episodes. Uh, um, can't, will you ever be convinced to actually watch, watch an episode? Yeah. Uh, I have not yet. It's so far off from the books. I think I'd just be like scoffing the entire time. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. Well, I was in my head. I'm just like, kill him, 
Kill him. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him all. You're going to the dark side. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're rooting for the orcs now to like actually just, just raise the whole thing and then hopefully everybody can just start over. Yes, I am age. Thanos. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, actually, not even Thanos, because Thanos wants to kill only half. How do you snap um, your fingers? Who's uh? Is there somebody else that wants to start over? Like, there, there's a major villain that wants to start over, or is that I, just Thanos? Yeah, it's a lot of them. I mean, that's. But that's who wants to? Like, who like? Who says they want to start over? Isn't that isn't that the theme of like the more recent um, Supermans? Like they're going to remake the Earth. They're going to remake Krypton on Earth. Oh, actually, like that that, was... no. It, it does make that. <coughs> it does make me actually think of um, in uh, the the Justice League show, the Justice League movie. Yeah, like Lex or like Lex Luthor is like, oh, we'll we'll uh, destroy some. We'll destroy the coast and we'll have new coast front property. <laughs> and I bought it all up, and I'll be I'll be a coastal property owner once all uh, this falls into the sea. That's really stupid. I want all of the <laughs> I want I want all of this to fall into the sea. I can't. That, that's actually the thing. It's like you know, in like you should. Well, well, eventually Numenor will, and you'll yeah, get your wish. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't. <laughs> You're not supposed to be rooting for out for the downfall of Numenor. Yeah. But like I can't help but root for the downfall <laughs> of Numenor. Like, is that the like, purpose? That's yes. the, me- the mentality that they want us to have. <laughs> yeah. That they want us to root for the downfall of Numenor. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if you're if uh if you're right about their sense of morality, then yeah, something evil has to happen for something good to come about yeah but what's the good part that they want to come about i don't know i don't know them making money yeah that's right that's just that's it yeah oh yeah Uh, yeah it does not look like a billion dollar tv show no that's too bad yeah it's it's just an embarrassment um really just incredibly embarrassing but yeah billion dollars for just eight episodes they are they planning on having a season two because like i think they've green rated season two and season three man they gotta be for for a show called rings of power they have got to have rings they got to bring some rings in man they introduced mithril before they introduced rings well that's not that's not too crazy mithril mithril was discovered like that's i mean i mean that's the the Oregon area, like they they were friends with, I mean, that's the that's the uh, that's on the door to Moria. Is that hey, this was this was built by Narvi and and Kerbrimdor, like the door se- was. Oh yeah, Kerbrimdor se- also has a bad relationship with doesn't have a good relationship with the dwarves in this. Yeah, which is weird because he he actually like he's part of the reason why. There was such a good uh, relationship between the dwarves and Holland in the first place because they they mm-hmm. had a mutual love of crafting. Yeah, right. Like that's yeah, that's why the that's. But they're going off of the whole, um, you know, dwarves and elves don't get along. Yeah, except for like certain, except for so, like very so specific Ke- ones. So Celeborn does not like the dwarves. 
Uh, he doesn't dislike them. He oh yes, no- he does. Kellaborn dislikes the dwarves because he because he doesn't he doesn't forgive the dwarves. So even though the no, even though the oh Kellaborn, sorry, Kellaborn, not, not Kellaborn. Sorry, I yeah. thought you said Kellaborn. My bad. Yeah, not Kellaborn. Yes. Kellaborn. Well, Kellaborn's not in the show. He's not even in the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the point, because because he would actually he. If they're wanting tension between the elves and the dwarves, he'd be the perfect antagonist for that. Because yeah, that's just Gilgalad because, being an idiot. Because because like, oh, Gilgalad make so so because Celeborn was in the the Doriath when the when the dwarves destroyed it, and so he's never forgiven him for that. Any yes. dwarven race. No, that would be a perfect use of the character. You know, yeah, perfect. Galadriel can do whatever for a little bit, but like Celeborn should be, you know. Um, he, also, I mean, it'd be a perfect driver for that antagonism of like, oh, we can't trust dwarves, you know. Also, like, it looks turn weird because, like, you know, like Galadriel looks like she's like twenty in the show, and Kilbrimbor looks like he's like sixty or fifty, and yeah, he's a, he's attracted to her in the book. Well, so actually, that is in Tolkien. Is that Kelebrimbor? no, no, in the books? I'm I'm saying in the books. She, oh, they've never yeah. met in the move in the show. Oh, they haven't met in the show. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because because is that is that part of the whole reason why he ends up giving her uh, Ninya yeah. is because she's because he he has, he has kind of like a, a appreciation crush. for her, yeah, a crush. Well, so her hair it said it said in um, in the unfinished tales like her hair was actually when she was living in Valinor. Was to actually the um, inspiration for the similar Silmarillions. Mm-hmm. Get that word. Silmarils. Silmarils. Um, her, her hair was the the inspiration for the Silmarils because it was so it was so bright and it had that. And so it said that Finar actually asked her for a locket of her hair on several occasions, but because she never really cared for Finar, she always said no, which mm-hmm. is of course really interesting because. And the fellowship, she presses Gimli to ask her something, and Gimli says, "Oh, I'd hate to ask, but just for a strand of your hair." And she gives it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she gives a few actually. He she gives three. Her... Yeah, he he yeah. asks for one. She gives, she gives three mm-hmm. because she's and, and part of that is because by his answer, like, what would you do with them? I'd cherish them, <laughs> put them, set them in crystal, and keep them as an heirloom. And and like that's essentially what Finar was going to do with it too. And it's like he wanted to create something with it like it's because he thought her hair was so magnificent yeah it's interesting but yeah no uh a gilgalad the a noldor king who should be fine with the dwarves is like okay so elrond makes swears an oath not to tell um not to tell gil anybody about the mithril and then uh and you know how powerful oaths are especially just in Tolkien's work, right? Right. Yeah. So, and then Gilgalad is basically like, you know, there are rumors of to Elrond. There are rumors of the of the dwarves um, uh, finding something, you know, special in the mines or whatever. And he's like, I cannot, um, I cannot uh, betray Durin, which is basically like, yeah, there, it's true, but I can't yeah. say it. 
and then he gives the a little mithril to Celebrimbor for Celebrimbor to study. And then two seconds later, Celebrimbor comes back like, uh, "Yeah, this will save everyone." I yeah, it's just it's a weird myth to add on top of that. But it, it's just funny because uh, because I know it's so powerful. And then Gilgalad's just like, break the oath, break the oath, break the oath, break the oath. Like, you don't want to break, you want to break the oath because, you know, to save the people, even though he already pretty much broke the oath. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's kind of, let's wrap up. Uh, All anything? right. I, I don't have anything else. Okay. Sounds good. Well, um, if you liked what you've listened to today and watched, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. Join our Discord to continue the conversation and um, and have just a wonderful day. Uh, so uh, Darren and I will be back on Avoiding Babylon on uh, next Wednesday for trivia. So check us out there. Uh, and if you haven't, there was a, um, a fun episode of, of um, the game show this last Wednesday where uh, Darren was the scorekeeper instead of um, a, uh, instead of answering the questions. Um, it was a wild episode, um, but ch- check that out. And um, thank you all for listening and God bless. Okay. Okay. Oh.